Let's have a moment of prayer before we sit. Father, thank you for your word to us this morning. Your word, living and active. May our hearts and minds be open and attentive to your word this morning. May we hear your voice before we ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. Do please sit. Do please sit. The first um, line of our gospel reading that Michael just read for us is a command from Jesus. Jesus says, do not worry about your life. Do not worry about your life. Has he not seen the news recently? There seems to be a lot to worry about. We're just coming through a global pandemic and now we may be facing the possibility of a Christmas without turkeys or Christmas trees. There is a lot to be worried about. I guarantee every single one of us here this morning has been worrying about something in the past week. Is that not true? Probably even this morning some of you woke up and the first thing you had in your mind was a worry. We worry all the time, and there's a lot to worry about, isn't there? We worry about our lives, what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear. How many of you woke up this morning and were worrying about, what am I going to wear to church this morning? I can see some of you didn't have that thought. (laughs) Perhaps next week you might. But anyway, we worry about all these things, and uh, it's difficult to carry all of these worries. Uh, Freddie, Freddie, are you there? Can I borrow you this morning, please, Freddie? I just need you to come and hold something for me, because we're going to think about... How do we cope with all of these worries? Jesus says, don't worry about your life. Well, it's easier said than done, isn't it? So, um, Freddie, I'm just going to give you a box. Okay, and just come stand up on the step, just make you slightly taller. There we go, hold the box. So, we're going to put all your worries in this box this morning, Freddie, okay? And this box represents your capacity and our capacity to cope with the things that we worry about. What do you worry about, Freddie? What do you worry struggling in school sometimes so I've got some um, we're just going to represent our worries with um, some coloured balls why not so we worry about school what other things do we worry about not putting the right clothes on I think you did alright this morning um, what, other thing, what other things do we worry about do you want to call some things out what do we worry about petrol, petrol. yes petrol I do it to Skeynes Hill yesterday morning and queue for 90 minutes. 90 minutes. Ridiculous. world has gone mad. What else do we worry about? Toilet paper. We worry about toilet paper. Is that still a shortage in your house? <laughs> you should have stocked up by now. We do have quite a lot at the chapel, which we were willing to sell for quite a reasonable price if you should run short. Just to let you know. What else do we worry about? Making friends, absolutely. Worry about making friends. What else? Our children, children. absolutely. We worry about children. Anything else? What do we worry about? Our parents. parents. (laughs) Getting old. Somebody said getting old. A bit early to start, Dan, but there we go. We worry about lots of things. The problem is, you see, there are all sorts of things to worry about. And um, you can see what happens. You see, to start with, you have a few little worries... And a few little worries, we can, you know, they're, they're manageable and we can cope with those. But as time goes on and we keep worrying about things, it all starts to become a bit overwhelming. I don't know if you've ever had a moment in your life when you felt so overwhelmed with worry that you've not known what to do. And the problem is, we start to run out of capacity 
to cope with our worries, as we can see. But we just keep on worrying, and then we get into a right old panic, and uh, it all goes terribly badly. So when Jesus says, do not worry about your life, what's he talking about? Presumably, it's something that is possible. It's possible to do. What we need is extra capacity to contain our worries. Because I can't cope with all the things that I worry about. If I sit at home and think about all the things I've got to worry about, and there's quite a list, my brain explodes. What we need is something bigger. And Jesus says at the end of the reading that Michael read for us, another command, he says, um, don't worry about your life. Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. So we need, we need a bigger box, don't we, Freddie? Yeah. We do. We need a bigger box. Hold on a moment. Let's find a bigger box. Because this one was called Under My Control. The things that I can control. So we need a bigger box. And uh, surprise, surprise, I happen to have one that I have prepared. So here's my bigger box. Okay, and this one says Under God's Control. Jesus says, Seek first God's kingdom and his righteousness. So shall we try and put all our worries in this box, Freddie? you think? Do you think they're all going to go in? More than enough room. Wonderful. Could you help collect? Should we put all the other worries in? Would anyone like to come and help? Just help pick up the other worries and put them in the box, please. That would be wonderful. Thank you very much. Fantastic. Excellent. And perhaps if you're worrying about something this morning, as you throw your ball in the box, you can throw away your worry and trust it to Jesus this morning. Just pop them all in there. Fantastic. Lots of room. Wonderful. Any left? Wonderful. Thank you very much. In fact, we'd even put some of you in there as well, couldn't we? But we won't do that this morning. Thank you. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I know we put Gabe in a box last Sunday, but we're not going to talk about that anymore because he's recovered from the trauma. So, as you see, when we put our worries into God's box and give them to him... There is more than enough room. One of the things that I often say to people is either God is bigger than our circumstances or he isn't. If he isn't, then we're all in trouble. If he is, then we cannot worry about things. I was reading a survey a couple of weeks ago. I don't know if you read this in the news. 10,000 16 to 25-year-olds around the world were asked about their hopes and fears for the future. 10,000 16 to 25-year-olds. 75% of them said they were worried about the future. 56% of them said that humanity was doomed. Humanity was doomed. There's no hope for it. 40% of these 10,000 16 to 25-year-olds said they would think twice before having children. Those of us that have had children would think twice about having children. But anyway, that's a different matter altogether. 40% of young people think there's so little hope for the future. Why would you want to bring a child into that? What a, a terrible worry to have. Now, if we have that worry and we try and put it in here, it may defeat us. But if we have that worry and we put it in here we might find some answers. I remember to put them in. So, let me just tell you three things that God says about our 
future. Because when we seek God's kingdom and his righteousness, then we're able to look at things with a completely different perspective. So let me tell you three things from, uh, from the Bible. First of all, from the prophet Isaiah, who was writing hundreds and hundreds of years ago in the Old Testament. And there's a passage in Isaiah where God is speaking about what's going to happen to the world and what we're going to do to the world. And guess what Isaiah saw? This is from Isaiah chapter 24, verse 5. The earth is defiled by its people. They have disobeyed the laws, violated the statutes, and broken the everlasting covenant. In other words, God knew hundreds of years ago what a mess we were going to make of things. He knew what we were going to do. He knew that we were going to take his wonderful creation and make a mess of it, use it selfishly, exploit it, do our own thing with it. So God isn't taken by surprise by what's going on in our world. God has seen it all from the beginning. From the Apostle Paul writing to the church in Rome, he wrote this. He said, the creation itself will be liberated from its bondage to decay and brought into the freedom and glory of the children of God. Natural things are subject to decay. If you're not convinced about that, find a photo that was taken of you, say, 10 or 20 years ago, and then compare it with how you look now. We are subject to decay. We are wearing out. I used to have dark hair before I had children. I used to have a full set of teeth. They've started falling out. We're subject to decay. But the promise of God is creation will be liberated from its bondage to decay. In another letter, Paul says, this world in its present form is passing away. God has a plan for new creation. Finally, from the last book of the Bible, the book of Revelation, that book where Christians fear to tread, but it has some great stuff in it. And it says this, God makes a promise, and the Apostle John sees it. He says, I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth had passed away. I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride, beautifully dressed for her husband. I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, look, God's dwelling place is now among the people and he will dwell with them. They will be his people. God himself will be with them and be their God. He will wipe every tear from their eyes. There will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. So when I look to the future, I don't look to the future with worry and concern and anxiety. I look to the future with hope because I'm looking forward to what God has promised that he is going to do. When we put our worries under God's control, then they fall and we see them in their proper perspective. Does that mean that we don't need to care about our world because it's wearing out. Does that mean we don't need to be concerned about climate change and all the rest of it? Of course not. The Bible says that we're made in the image of God. A God who created the world and who said when he created it, it was good. It was very good and who entrusted us to be good stewards of his world. So yes, while we trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, while we give him the things that we're concerned about, while we wait with hopeful expectation 
to the renewal and the recreation of all things. We don't despair. We care. We care for those around us. We care for the world. We do everything that we can to live in the image of God. Let's pray together for a moment before we continue in our service. Uh, Father, thank you so much that you're a God of revelation. You don't keep us in the dark. You show us the things that will be. Thank you for your revelation in the Lord Jesus who gave us this command. Do not worry about your life. Not because it was impossible, but because when we seek first your kingdom, it is possible. Father, help us to be those who put you first, who look to you, who seek to follow you, and who care for the wonderful and glorious world that you've given to us. We ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.